Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 25. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. We've got a great guest on the show this week, Simon Jordan. He's a very good friend. I have a huge amount of respect and admiration for this guy. He works in supporting entrepreneurs, coaches, therapists, small businesses, how to create an effective brand. He has got one of the best podcast shows, obviously apart from mine, but he has got one of the best podcast shows and is the founder of One Planet, One Place, which is about inspiring people to escape the busy world. He has a highly acclaimed online TV show, so it's Simon Jordan TV, and it's just a real joy to have him on the show. We first met oh, many years ago when I was down in a, a, a meeting with the Evolutionary Business Council for the UK members, and as soon as I met him, it was just... Yeah, we, we have a similar sense of humor. He does crazy things that I don't do, like going up mountains just to get some fresh air. Um, and quite often you will see videos, we talk about it in the interview, where he's up in mountains in bliss, blizzards and rainstorms and all sorts. But let's get straight to the interview. And here is Simon. Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be here. Lovely couch you've got here. I really enjoy it. And the green room was fantastic. Your tea, your, your milk and your tea was a bit off, but it's fine. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's a real privilege to have you on the show, my friend. Um, Simon, could you just tell us uh, a little bit about your journey into how you've got to where you are today? Well, it was the number 23 bus. And, uh... <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those interviews. It's going to be one of those interviews. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, the journey so far, oh, blimey. Well, um been in advertising and marketing for oh, bloody hell, 20, about 27 years now. I've, I've run my own design companies before now. I've been a creative director of a couple of ad agencies. Um, went through the whole spectrum, really. And then back in, well, seven years ago, um, I decided to I – I was working at Sky TV. I, I was asked to go and uh, consult with them in the marketing department and design department, fantastic department. I think it's the biggest in Europe because it covers everything from the TV production, everything, huge. It's like 1,000 people work there. So anyway, I was, I was working there, got, went in, asked, was asked to go in there for two months, ended up staying for two years. But I just thought, you know, I want, I want to create my own baby. I want to create my own thing. And decided to jump ship. And people thought I was mad because I'd just gone through a divorce. I'd just gone through bankruptcy as well, uh, personal bankruptcy. And it was just because I was, I was just basically running to stand still. It was a bloody nightmare. And people think, God, are you mad? I went, well, I've got to do it. You know, when, when is a good time? You know, people say, well, when's a good time to have a baby? You just got to get on and do it. Yeah. So I did that. And the first year, <clears throat> I was literally going to every networking do. Now, I'd never – I'd run my design, my design company before. And we, we were working. We had big clients. Um, we had people uh, got like Wilkins and Sword. Um, BBC, we did an awful lot for the BBC, B&Q, Porsche, um, all the, a lot of the big name brands, we were doing stuff for them. And we'd sold that. And that's when I was out, man, I was head on to work for Skype. So anyway, but I thought I just, I wanted to, to go out there and help the small business owner. I, I, to be honest, I was tired of the big corporates. Um, and, you know, you, you put a lot of passionate energy into it and it, it never really see it go through. So I wanted to create something of my own. And I'd never really built a personal brand. 
Um, I'd help build big corporations, but I'd never really done personal stuff, which is slightly different. They still run by the same rules. You still should all still have brand values. Um, and the marketing is it's, it's, it's the same, but you're speaking from a different voice as a personal brand. Anyway, so I started off the first year, and I, I literally went to the opening of an envelope. I would go to every networking event, and I was picking up local clients, which is good. And then come the end of the, the first year, I thought, well, how can I really expand? How can I get out there? Because I'm limited by the amount of people I see at networking and to the area. I thought, well, how can I really expand? How can I go international? So I started off the following year. I thought, right, I just had this vision, you know, the law of attention. I thought, I want to be speaking in the States. That's what I want to be doing. Um, I just had this image. I, I don't know why the States, you know, I think, you know, it's, you know, it's not all paved with gold, but I just thought that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go international, an English-speaking country. So I wanted to go international. And I just had this vision. So while that vision was out there, I thought, well, how can I do that? So I, I set up, uh, obviously I have my own website. I then set up simonjordan.tv. And that was at the end of April, I think, of that year. And so essentially using a YouTube channel, but it was I was doing a marketing video of about five to ten minutes each episode every week. And I was putting this stuff out because you're paid for the value you bring to the marketplace, as Jim Rowe would say, you're not, you know, you pay for the value and not your time. So I'm putting this stuff out there. And I thought, well, how can I what else can I do? Well, so I thought I'm gonna do a podcast. So I had the Simon Jordan radio show. And so I did the blog radio video so i thought pretty much all the you know all, all the channels i thought i, I, I wonder if i can do a, try a website in braille to cover cover all the bases <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, i can't do that um and then within seven months i was asked i remember i was i was doing um i mean video youtube videos it, it was it was really starting to take off hmm. and i got i was asked by a lady called Shah wasman who's now got an, an mbe uh for her, her services to the business she asked me to come and speak at a big event in london which was great so about doing what i was doing how to build my brand um i remember another guy called brad burton you probably know him um he he's, he started up a, the biggest networking company in the uk called 4n for networking i remember him phoning me saying simon i don't know what you're doing but just keep on doing it. so many people are talking about you so that's the way i was doing it. i was adding value to the marketplace helping people and getting a real name for myself and then in seven months, I was asked to go and speak in San Diego, uh, which was amazing. I thought, oh, God, it's here. And there's a video out there where it's dreams come true. And I'm filming, looking particularly jet-lagged and, and knackered, but I'm filming from my balcony overlooking the bay in San, San Diego and saying, dreams do happen. Just focus on it. And it was, it was amazing. And then whilst I was doing these interviews as well, I then was fascinated, a bit like what you're doing here, fascinated by the catalyst of, of what made these people get to where they are yeah. and it wasn't about the success the the end game it was about what made them start and it was just fascinated by that and i then took a step back because i'm always looking at things and looking at what i'm doing and altering it and i thought it's all a bit me it's all a bit you know simon jordan radio simon jordan tv simon jordan blog blah, blah. i thought well i want to i want to do it what's it? Well, i want to create a legacy i want to give something back so with all my years in marketing and helping to build the brand up my own brand had done really well I was out climbing one day, as I, I love being up in the mountains, and this line came to me, don't think of the world as separated by countries, think of the world as separated by ignorance, one planet, one place. So I then decided, well, I'm going to create, with, all, with my knowledge of, of, of now that, you know, marketing and the internet marketing and, and podcasting and videos and stuff like that, I want to create something where I will be a platform for other people to share their stories, a bit like what you've done here. Hmm. And... 
it's so I created One Planet in Place, and it was basically a conduit to interview people, to share their stories, and to inspire people. And that that was great, you know. So my marketing business is still going, and I'm plowing a lot of time and energy into One Planet in Place, and it absolutely flew. Within the first month, I had twenty two and a half thousand visitors. Second month, I was number one in Google out of one point three billion other sites even above the BBC One Planet show, because I was just going hell for leather on it. Yeah. All organically, never paid a money, never never paid a penny to Facebook or Google for advertising, just just going for it and using all the skills I've built up with SEO and all that kind of stuff and doing it all myself. Then I had someone else join. But after, to be honest, after nine months, I was just burnt out. I've done 190 shows because I was doing it stupidly. I was doing a daily show. Man, I'm on. All the editing, all the material, bloody hell, I was like some really wreck. And I just said, oh, Jeff, I, went, I, just, I can't do it. I'm, not, I'm just going to take the site down, put a holding page up there, and just shift it over to Facebook for the time being. So in a nutshell, that went off, and it just really started to fly. I was sharing lots of information on there. And just running it, really, instead of putting so much time into it, because I'd sort of neglected my own marketing business. So I thought, well, you know, I've got to, I've got to bring some cash in. And it just it just built, you know, it went amazing. I mean, one image I created, um, which is a lovely image of a feather, and it says, oh, if I can remember now, um, you know, take gentle take gentle breaths and fall in love with life again. That has now been shared about 110,000 times with a reach of nearly 8 million people now. I thought, wow, this is amazing. So I started to, to I was creating those images, and we sometimes get like 3,500 likes a week organically. And it's now, so the page now, One Planet in Place, is now sitting at 111,000. Um, so, yeah, but now it's sort of changed, and I want people, of my knowledge of what's going on in the world, so many people are busy with all the technology. They're, they're so immersed in what's going on that they've sort of lost connection. Mm. So now I've, I've created the One Planet in Place, and it's basically escaped from a busy world to become more present and fall back in life, love with life again. So that's my philanthropic project. Yeah. But in terms of my own business, Brandbox, where I'm helping coaches, that's where I'm now. So really, I'm running two businesses, helping coaches to create the brand, the profile, and the engagement, and a profitable business. That's what I'm doing with them, um, really getting them to f- help them form their vision, mm. uh, to get clarity on what it is they do, and market them, th- their business as them. So if they're the face of the business, I help them encapsulate their energy, their passion, their love for what they're doing in for in the form of say their website or their social media presence so when people see them online they think yeah i really get that person it's a really good reflection because that's what a really good personal brand is if it's a reflection a true reflection of the person so that's where i am now and i'm living in wales in a beautiful farm surrounded by sea because i've just come back from the 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 walk with the dogs on the beach uh, to talk to you and every weekend i'm up in the mountains photographing and recording podcasts and that kind of stuff so yeah and that, and, that, and, that, and that note on that i recommend you watch the videos of simon because he's got this amazing way to just look like a a, a rugged bear grills type thing as he walks up a mountainside <laughs> and then gets windswept and soaking wet and snow as he comes back <laughs> oh bloody hell i know i know I'll tell you, I, did, I, did, well, I did one actually i was i had a, had a hangover and there's a mountain near here called garn fandering and i was chasing the rain and I photographed it. I think it was one of the first podcasts I did. So I'm running. I see this bloody great black cloud behind me. I thought, oh, I need to get up there. It's about a thousand feet. I need to get up there. So I'm getting up there. And it's a <laughs> steep climb. Um, I think the record I've run up there in I mean, my record one is 16 minutes to run up it, but it's oh, you know my fitness has, has, has slacked off a little bit. And then I'm coming back. I, luckily, I missed the rain, but I had a hangover as well. So I thought, oh, 
It's terrible. I've been up there before. Got up there, brilliant, and absolutely belting it down at the top. We come down, and there's not a single part of me that's dry. And you think, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you go to oneplanetoneplace.com, they're, they're they're all on there. There's there's poetry, mindfulness and motion videos, photography, um, podcasts, the, the whole kit and caboodle. So, so about coaching. Yes, absolutely. So so with you working with. The coaches and and I guess would you say it's specifically coaches or is it information in that personal development field? How how do you... yeah in the personal development field? Okay. I mean, I've, I've worked a lot within the health industry as well. People yeah. who are out there who are making who who are helping people, so consultants as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, coaches. I do an awful lot of work with coaches, okay. business coaches, life coaches, um, health coaches, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So essentially, it's about the, the, helping them build their personal brand. Yeah. That's what I do. And what do you think for them is the is their biggest challenge? Because a lot of I work with th- that type of uh, industry as well as well as entrepreneurs, and it's it's interesting because they're so focused on doing the work. Quite often, they don't think about the getting themselves out there. Do you f- have that same sort of experience? Or uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a feast and famine, yeah, issue where they're just they're busy one day and then they've just got nothing the next. Yeah. The issue is, and I see it, and I just I was speaking to someone yesterday. They've just they. It's this is for all business owners. It doesn't matter if you're a coach or whatever. Mm. If you're trying to run a business yourself, the you'll have this is the common the, the, the common theme in terms of the brand people think oh the brand is a logo it's not a, lo- a logo is purely there to differentiate you between the competition it's like a door number on a house yeah. that's all it is unless you've got a hell of a lot of money and a lot of time to chuck at your your business growth your logo is not that important believe it or not you don't need to no one's going to buy you because you've got a beautifully designed logo Mm. It, it, they're not going to buy you for that. They're going to buy you because how you can benefit them. So the key thing is, what do your clients want? It's not what they need. They need you as a coach, but they don't want you. They're not waking up in the morning. Oh God, I need a coach. They need one to get. Oh, how I the- wish they did, Simon. <laughs> oh, what, what they're saying in their head is, yeah. you know, I need to be more, more productive. I need to have better energy. I wish I could get. Oh, I've started or something. I wish I could get healthier. Uh, you know, I, I want to feel sexy again to my partner, whatever it is. A health coach will help them with that, but they're not thinking, oh, I need a health coach. No. So that's the difference. And the, that is the essence of marketing, knowing the conversation that's going on in the mind of your target market. Mm. This is so key and really tap. I spend a lot of time with clients. Some clients actually spend, I'll go out and we'll, we'll, we'll get a hotel room. We'll spend two days to intensive mm. and we work out exactly what it is their target market want. What kind of things are they saying? Because for me, for instance, marketing, branding, my clients are thinking, I need marketing branding. And that, what they're thinking of, I need to get my brand out there. I need to get more engagement. I need to have a steady flow of income coming through. I need to publish my book or I need yeah. to get uh, more traffic to the website. I need to want to get more speaking gigs. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. So they need someone like me to help them get there. But mm-hmm. they're not saying that in their head. They're not saying, I need Simon Jordan. They're not saying that. So when you market your business, you need to do it in such a way that resonates with what they want. And that is the absolute key to getting your business out there properly. Mm, yeah. So speaking their language, essentially. And I suppose it's, 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 for, it's, it's looking at that and making sure you don't fall into that trap to speak your language. Exactly. It, because, you know, you, we often have uh, with conversations with different people and they'll go, yeah, hang on, hang on that's, that's what I say to myself. It's kind of like when you, you sell your craft and sometimes you kind of like can be 
you think everyone knows this, but it's only because you do this on a day-to-day basis that you know it so well. Yeah. And it can be completely different when you speak to someone who's never really heard it before. Exactly. I mean, let's, let's say you're an SEO expert, search engine optimized engine, mm-hmm. I mean, and you're speaking in, in the SEO geek language. Yeah. You know, if you were to put marketing out there and say, I will help you get more clicks per message, mm-hmm. I will help you drive more traffic, I will increase the spikes or whatever. And people go, what the hell are you on about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well that, that's my speech. Surely you must know that. Well, no, yeah. hang on. Okay, that's what you do. Those are the features of what you do. You will, you will increase traffic, the engagement, that kind of stuff. But mm. in the terms of the language of your audience, if you were to say, I will help you get more visitors to your site, which will help build your list. Mm. And with a list, you can earn more income. Um, you'll get more engagement. You'll build up your tribe. You'll build raving fans. That's the kind of language, rather than clicks, likes, yeah. and whatever. You think, well, that doesn't make much sense. And all it is is tuning in to what it is they want. But also before that, uh, when you're building your personal brand, one of the biggest questions I ask is, why do people buy from you? Mm. Oh, well, I don't know. You think, well, it's got to be yeah, because we buy from people. Because there's there's a million and one people like me, but there's only one of me. There's a million and one people of you offering what you're doing, but there's only one of you. So what is yeah. it about you, your energy, your passion, your your tone of voice, all the things that go to build Jeff, mm. what is it about you? So really your marketing, your presence online, because your marketing should work with or without you. Because someone's going to go on your website from the other side of the planet at three in the morning. You don't know when they're going to go on. And you need to, when they go on your website or see you on social media or whatever, they, they, they should be able to get a really good idea of the kind of person you are. I mean, I've picked up clients from Facebook loads of times, and they say, because you come across as a really genuine guy, because you're really authentic. Yeah. Um, and it's just important what you put out there. But it's what I do is help formulate that. I help create the brand values. I mean, we all know what we're like, but when you put it in writing, I create what's called a brand Bible. Mm. So, for instance, let's say you've built a brand. I was working with a, with a parenting coach, and she was quite high profile, and we built her up. And she was asked to go and write for the Sun paper, which is a terrible, you know, magazine. Um, and I said, don't do it. Completely ruin your brand. You know, we've mm. built it up. I mean, it's like you would never sell a Rolls Royce in the Sun paper. You just wouldn't. It's a brand mismatch. I was asked, not many people know this, I was actually asked to go and appear on Big Brother. Okay. Not a celebrity Big Brother. I'm not there yet. No. And I said, no, I'm sorry. won't yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, why not? You'd be famous. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. Yes. I wouldn't want to do that. I don't, you know, I've, I've worked hard to build that. I don't want to be seen for sitting on a sofa or whatever, just uh, whatever with people, do. I don't watch it. But but it's just, it's to know, well, how you should come across. This is what you're doing already. So let's just actually make a key note of that. So when you do go out and expand, because it's all building a brand, is about getting out of your comfort zone as well. You think, well, I need to go do video blogging. Okay, well, look at your brand. Let's say one of your brand values is about being fun. People buy into you because you're fun. You're personable. You're approachable. So when you do a video, and sometimes it can be quite nervous, you might start off and go, hello, my name's Jeff. Um, I'm doing a video. Welcome to my website. Well, that's not you. Oh, you've seen so, that one. I've seen that So you look at those brand values which we've helped compile, yeah. which is – is the essence, the ingredients of you. So you look at that and go, yeah, I need to be more like me. I need to be fun. So you go, hi, this is me. I'm Jeff. Thank you. Mm. Welcome to my website. Well, let's get whatever it might be. Yeah. It just helps you remember, yeah, that is me. It sounds crazy, but it, when you just keep going back to that, when you write a new blog post, I'm working with a big client at the moment. She wrote a load of emails. And I said, no, it's, it's not you. It is, mm. It's not you at all. You don't write, dear John or whatever, or dear, dear Simon. That's not you. You don't speak in that kind of language. Hi, how are you doing? 
And it's all those little things which are so important. So that's what I help help clients do. So yeah. and it's, that was a long-winded answer. No, eloquently put as well, although it was <laughs> long-winded. But it's I suppose it's that thing, isn't it, where you, you know, when, when we first met, God, many moons ago, is I'd Max seen some... Problems. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good day. Um, but it was when I saw when I met you. Obviously, I knew you were going to be there, and I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll do a bit of research, have a look. Um, and what I saw in the videos, or what I heard on um, One Planet One Place, was the person I met. And quite often, is these you you see people put these messages out on their social media. And on videos and everything, and then when you meet the person, it's completely different. And yeah, it, it's a mismatch. And yeah, it is, and it completely—I wouldn't say necessarily turn you off, but you can sit there and go, "Wow, okay, I didn't, I didn't kind of like expect that." And for me, is whether whether it's me or whether it's anyone else, is if I if people meet me in person, I want people to go, "Okay, that's exactly what I was expecting to meet." Because then I don't know—is it called brand con- continuity or something? I don't- it's actually yeah, yeah, brand continuity. It's 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 it's, it's being aligned across all channels. So mm. you in person, you on website, you on Facebook, Twitter, mm. whatever. It's all congruent. That's what it is. I mean, same when I when I met you, you're a big big-hearted guy, full of love, full of passion, and you're the same online. Even even speaking now, there's no difference, and that's what. It, yeah. But that's what it's important. But. What happens is you'll get a designer, a web, web, web person, and they'll come along and go, right, and they'll have in their own idea what you should be like. I worked with one guy years ago, and he, this is an example I always quote, he came to me and he said, I'm just, I'm just not getting the, the other meetings. He was brilliant when he was in the meeting. He'd sell it and always win the business, but he was just getting the meetings. I said, well, let's have a look at your marketing. I went through it, and he was full of energy, passion, just like a rainbow of love, and everything brilliant, sounded really good. His website, he looked like a Bond villain. I mean, it's a beautiful site, yeah. but it's all black and white and silver. Like, you know, if you yeah. go onto the Audi website, the, yes. the Audi cars, yeah, and it's all very sleek and very executive. And that's sort of what he was coming across as. But when you meet him, you're not like that at all. So it's, mm. you, know, you feel like you've been misinformed. So we completely changed it. We brightened it up. We literally threw a ton of <laughs> paint at it, for, for want of a better description. And just to brighten it up, said, this should be you. Mm. And what that will do You'll get some people go, oh, I love what Jeff's about. I love what he's about. And you get other people go, oh, no, he's not my, my, my type. Well, yeah, fantastic. You don't yeah. want the tie kickers. You don't yeah. want to be attracting people who are going to be a pain in the back. So I don't work with clients who, who are, are difficult because I don't no. track that. No. Um, I do a fair bit about mindset as well, mm. clients, and, and put it out there. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the biggest challenges people attract to the wrong kind of people. I, mean, I speak quite regularly for, a, for a, um, an organization called the MIA, and it's the Meetings and Industry Association. And we get the big hotels coming along, conference centers and stuff like that. And I remember a while ago, it's normally it's a two-hour talk. I normally speak for half an hour, 45 minutes on, on my stuff. And then I'd say, right, the rest of the time, I'm going to open up to you guys. Um, you give me a lot of questions, and we'll, we'll answer it. And, and you walk away having got something which you can actually use rather than just being bombarded with lots of stuff. Uh, one guy said, how can we stop being knocked down on price? And I turned it around and said, okay, well, why do people think they can knock you down on price? And it started this whole debate, and at the end of it, it was like, your image is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, because people, you're coming across as maybe cheap, uh, the the profile, the tone of voice. I mean, they were, they were an organization, so it was, a, it was 
it was it was a whole lot of branding. I spent then a lot of time going in and actually working with the staff and the rest of it. But it's it's what's the person owner you're coming across? Well, if you come across, I mean, if you go into Barclays Square, for instance, in London, and you go to one of the car dealerships there, you're not going to go in there, right, mate? Let's not, you know, come on, let's, you know, you're not going to do that because of the the presence. Obviously, we're not all going to have a business in Barclays Square, but it's how you approach things, how you conduct yourself. Do you love yourself enough? Because, you know, this going to relationship stages now, but why do some people attract, you know, crazy people or whatever? You think, why do well, you're putting stuff out there. Same mm. with your business. If you have respect for yourself, I know we were talking before this about having, yeah. um, we are things about having deep respect for you. Yeah. Same for your business. I am worth this. There's a whole thing I talk about actually charging the right price as well because some people it's scary when people say, "So, Jeff, how much do you charge?" Go, uh, mm, well, yeah. I could probably do you a deal right away. You've lowered yourself. Whereas yes. if you go, "This is how much." I mean, years and years ago, this is a long time now. I was charging £25 an hour as a designer, as a freelancer. God, this is 20-odd years ago now. More than that. Um, I remember someone saying, oh, I'm just, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, and I'm just, oh, maybe I'll do it. And you end up screwing yourself, and you think, oh, and you resent the job, and blah, blah, blah. And you think, oh, it's just crazy. Well, that's my own bloody fault. Yeah. And I remember what I thought, you know, stuff this. I've been doing this long enough. I know what I'm doing. I'm bloody good. £100 an hour. Hmm. And I rehearsed it in front of the mirror. mirror. Simon, how much do you charge? £100. And I was really... <laughs> I was really sweating about this. Bloody hell. Yeah. The next time someone did it, well, how much do you charge? £100. And I said it with such conviction and passion yeah. and belief. They went, okay. It's like, yeah. bloody hell. And then you start thinking maybe you should charge more. But, you yeah. know, but, it's, but it is that conviction. So it's a whole myriad yeah. of things, how you put yourself out there. So it's the packaging that and it's the belief. And that's what I do with my clients. Instill that belief that, you know, they are bloody good at what they're doing. And we need to show that. So when people do... What's known as a touch point. So, first time they visit your website, it's a touch point. When they land on there or the website, even a business card, mm-hmm. it has that feeling of, yeah, I like the energy of that person. I like yeah. what they're about. It's confident. Yeah. And that's that's what I do. Wow. Cool. I should write that on the website, shouldn't I? Fish, fish. Yeah. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Brilliant. Simon, thanks very much for, I could, uh, I've, I've written tons of notes like i do with many of my guests um okay so let's go to the second half of the show which is the question time um so the question number one is how much time a week do you spend on self-development every morning every morning every morning and do you have a like a a ritually routine or okay i my alarm goes off at six o'clock doesn't matter what time i've got but um it's uh, the, the new iPhone has a, a bedtime thing, so it doesn't yeah. matter what time I go to bed. Brilliant. It's one in the morning, the bloody six o'clock. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I just get up, I go down, let the dogs out. I've got a puppy, so sometimes I'm with a mop as well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> out. I make hot water and lemon, which is really good for the system. I'm all about health and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then go back upstairs, and they, the dogs go back to bed. They know. And I then I'm in bed for an hour, and I will listen to an audio. Mm-hmm. Um, I will meditate. I will think about what I want from the day, what I want from the future. And then I, I'll come back down about seven with the dogs. And that's it. So it's, it's every day I do that. And at the moment I'm doing at the moment, I'm writing a book, um, which probably won't be out when this goes live, but it's, it will be close to it. Um, it's called The Knocking Sound. Uh, it's very, very deep from the heart. Um, I won't go into it all now, but mm-hmm. but I've, I've now started writing. I do half an hour. So I do half an hour meditation and just contemplation and just thinking, and I'll do half an hour writing that book. So, you know, by the end of the week, I've, you know, I've got quite far with it. But, yeah, that's how I start my days. Just 
rather than just rushing straight into it. Now, people probably listening, listening to this are probably think, well, I've got kids, I've got this. Well, just set the alarm a bit earlier. Yeah. You know, don't watch crap until late on TV or whatever it is. Just go to bed a bit earlier. Everyone can fit that time in, and it just sets you up for the day. It yeah. really is. If I don't get that in, you know, it doesn't feel good. Um, so, yeah, that I do that. It's, it's, it's my must-haves. I have yeah. to do that. It's my ritual. I do that every morning, and I love it. It's just it starts my day right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I teach is I teach that everyone needs to have a, a start of the day routine and an end of the day routine to sort of start the day right and end of the day right. And I think it's so many people dismiss that. I mean, you t- we talked about it at the beginning where it's like so many people are in stuck in that rush of life. Mm. You've got to create some sort of pause just to get yourself sort of composed and together and focused and then and and sell it and, and sometimes stop and just celebrate what you've got in order for you to move and appreciate what you're going to get. Yeah. Well, it's something I, I, I'm, I, I do, and it's something I'm, I've done for quite a few people, actually. It's something I'm going to put on one planet in place, but I have a mindfulness stone because I, I live near the beach. Mm. And I carry this beautiful stone. It's almost black, but it's speckled with a sort of, I'm looking at it now, it's beautiful. It's, it sits in the palm of my hand, it's flat, it's beautiful. Mm. And I take that with me everywhere. And when I'm... You know, when you get the busyness of life, and I might put my hand in my pocket for some cash or keys or whatever, and I feel that and go, ah, and it's a reminder. Yeah. And I've sent this out to a few people now, and they, they love it. And I show them where, you know, I give them the coordinates of where it was found. And um, it's actually something I'm going to, because, it, you know, it takes my time, and you know, I've got to post it to them. I'm actually going to just charge a little fee for people. But people have really want it. And that, so I, I, I ask them a few questions, you know, okay, what's your favorite color? You know, what's your favorite season? So I get a, a good essence for the, for the person. Mm. I then will go out and find that stone. I then take the coordinates exactly where that stone is found. They send it. And it, all it is, I mean, you just think it's just a, a bit of rock that's been yeah. screwed up on a It's seat. a metaphor there as well, isn't it? Absolutely. It's just, yeah. you touch it and go, it's a reminder. Yeah. That's my, I need to just... Just in the moment right now, listen to your breath or whatever. I talk an awful lot about this on One Planet Place, just to have that escape. And this this is just a reminder. That's all it is. So, yeah. As you say this, I've, I, on my desk, I actually have um, a pumice. Uh, it's not it's not one I, well, I could put in my pocket, but it would it would hold me down. Um, <laughs> it's a pumice stone that my son, when he was about three, when we went to Tenerife, got it from the beach. And it's something oh, that I hold dearly to me, just, yeah. just because of his awe when yeah. he picked it up and it was like super light and he was like, yeah. oh, that, this doesn't make sense for this yeah. rock. And it's something that I always keep with me as well. So it's, it's for me, it's all about those metaphors. It's all about those, you know, whether you want to call them anchors or whatever it is, it's, it's yeah. just something that reminds you of the, the things to celebrate and the memories to have. I mean, my office is covered in artwork that only a father would love. Yeah. You know, and, and you just look at it or cuddly toys or whatever it is. And it's just every single one of them reminds me of an amazing memory. Yeah. And I just, I just beam. So I, I completely understand what you're talking yeah. about. That's a great, it's a great yeah. brand. <laughs> Simon Jordan, the rock man. <laughs> the rock man. Yeah. I think that brand's already been taken. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Question number two is what is your favorite personal development book and why? Now, the personal development, but it's obviously that's quite broad. There could be a book that you've read that isn't a traditional personal development book, but has taught you something. So it's just to find out that and why. Right, right at the moment, I, I'm to be honest, I'm I'm I love reading, mm. 
because my days are so full and I get up early each morning, I can read. To, I normally read it. Uh, I don't read during the day because I just find books so they're lovely to read, but I fall asleep. <laughs> I have to read the two pages again. I oh yeah. bloody hell. <laughs> So I, what I do, I listen, and this is part of my ritual in the morning as well. Mm. I listen to an audio book and yeah. I focus on that. <clears throat> and I'll normally look, I have a dream board. I've got it on, on my computer. And I look through that stuff and really, it's all about feeling. It's all about the yes. law of attraction, about yeah. feeling. So I'm, I'm listening to a book at the moment called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by a lady called Lynn Grabhorn. It's fantastic. A friend of mine, Joe Dodds, the wonderful Joe Dodds, um, sent me the book. Uh, it's fantastic. But I thought I'd be better off doing audio. So I listened to that. There's another book as well, um, A Mindfulness Guide for the Frazzled by Ruby Wax, which is brilliant. She's fantastic. So that's good. But the, the book I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I've got one hour, 12 minutes and 12 seconds to go of it, but it's called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. Thoroughly yeah. recommend it. You know, I've listened to The Secret and stuff like that, but I even, I've interviewed Marie Diamond before now. She was from The Secret. Yeah. But this just, it, it's, I, I really like it. It really, really resonated with me. Um, and it just works. And just, it, you know, the law of attraction does work. If I just very briefly, <coughs> um, years ago, probably about six, seven years ago, I was in the car with my two, my two kids, and we were talking about where we want to live. And we thought, okay, well, let's just put it out there. And we all came up with, we want to live on a farm with animals, with a forest and a river running through it. And we want to have two black Labradors. Mm. Well, when I moved to France, I remember standing there going, holy cow. Farm, yeah. forest, two forests, in fact, 36 yeah. acres, yeah. river running through it, and we have two black Labradors. Yeah. It was like, bloody hell. But we also had 13 goats, four ducks. <laughs> I was going to say. Paws, <laughs> two donkeys, two ponies, bloody hell. It was all like, okay, okay, whatever. But we wanted animals. We wanted that. Yeah. And you weren't. Fruition. Yeah, you weren't clear enough. You weren't know, clear enough. Clear you enough. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what? That all fell apart. When, uh, and it's part of the story. Um, if you go to oneplanetoneplace.com forward slash about, you'll read all that. And everything fell apart. And it was one my mum passed. Yeah. But it was the knocking sound. That's when I came back. Anyway, we're going off track. We are. So, okay. But there's, that, that's the reason why, though. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So question number three is, what is your favorite app? Oh, blimey. Um, it would be, da, 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 it would be my photography app, the camera app. Camera app. Because I use that because I'm a photographer as well. And if you go on one planet or place, you'll see all the, all the photography on there. Yeah. Um, when I'm going for a climb, I take I call my big boy camera or my Nikon. Yeah. But I use it because I love capturing the world. I just love seeing the world and taking the pictures and just observing. I, it's, I have, I mentioned it in, a, in, a, in one of the videos actually, I have like a, an app in my head constantly on when I'm out I'm, I'm always inspired by, by around here I'm always looking for that shot and just observing nature looking at how maybe the waves crash the light when I was down on another beach yesterday a place called Abasok and the way the light was coming through the clouds shining on the sea as the waves coming in and the, the, the surf and the structure of the view I was looking at was just it just fills me up yeah, I absolutely yeah. love it so my favourite app would be the camera app Cool. excellent okay so number four is what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you blimey business mistake just uh, one simon just one yeah <laughs> <laughs> just one um god what would it be what would it be underselling my skills there you go okay underselling my skills yeah okay and what did that teach you so I need to, <laughs> I need to honour myself more 
and yeah, to honour myself and have more respect for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that I think that's a huge thing, especially in sort of the the um, the personal development, the the healers and stuff. Is they can like do it because everyone else is selling at a certain rate, so they think they have to. And sometimes oh, it's, it's, it's yeah. absolutely nuts. And that, I was in that trap when I first started. The the arguments I used to have with people saying that I should only charge X, and I was like, well, why? That doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I want to live. I don't. I don't, I don't want to be fighting because that's they call it, that's why they call the therapist model slightly broken. Because yeah. it's more therapists that burn out because they're constantly got to do that work in order to make ends meet. So I completely understand that. Um, Question number five is, what are your challenges in balancing work and life, and how do you manage them? Um, I make sure with my ritual in the morning, I do that, so I then plan my day. Mm. Uh, I look at what I need to get done, and I plan it in, so right from that hour to that hour. It doesn't always go go according to plan, but I have a basic plan. I plan my day the night before. Okay. That makes a big, big, big change. Um, so I write down the calls I need to make, um, so the people I need to contact, and what I, you know, what I've done. But I try and end the day, and I keep thinking of this, but just instead of thinking, oh, what haven't I done? Think about what have you done and celebrate that. Totally, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there's about there's about five rules in that little sentence there that I have. Um, okay, oh, yeah. so question number six is: What advice would you give an entrepreneur? that you wish you had known starting out? Oh, um, listen to yourself. Um, surround, well, I, no, sur- here we go. Ignore that. Well, there's one is listen to yourself, but that's the um, Surround yourself with like-minded people who will bolster you up. Oh, God, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, without doubt. Because you get some people, oh, you don't want to do that. My uncle, yeah. dog, my uncle's dog's friends, neighbors, cats, milkman, oh, he did that and he fell apart. Yeah. Well, he might have done, but don't do it for me. So, someone else's journey doesn't mean it's your story, does it? Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, brilliant. Okay. So, question number seven is a life lesson question. So, pick a number between one and 50. 37. 37. Okay. Yep. Let's see. That works. Actually, no. 30, can I do 32? I don't know why. I, I just you don't can. know. 32. Ooh. 32. Be in the room as an equal. So, oh, I like that. I like- um, so this is this is one of these things where um, it really came from. Uh, number one, it was a poem that my granddad used to love called "If" by Rudyard Kipling. Oh, I love that! Yeah, and there's a bit in there where it says um, I can't remember the complete phrase now, but it there's a bit in there that talks about it, and it looks as you need to be treated the same. Doesn't yeah. matter who you get into a room with. You you've got to sort of look there and go. You know, be in the room as an equal. You're just the same. You're a human being. It doesn't matter if they're directors. It doesn't matter if they're if they are in a different you know in a different place. It's just be in the room as equal. And it's been one of those rules that I've started to live by because we're all the same. Yeah. You know, we're, we're at, the, at the at the core basis, regardless of color, creed, race, whatever it is. It is we're, we're human beings, and it's if we can treat each other as equal, the world becomes a better place. And I'm just wondering what you think. Completely and utterly agree. I think it's about living a life of gratitude and being humble. Mm. And everyone has a struggle. Doesn't matter what you're doing. And it's it's also you know if if you go into a room and you're thinking you're superior, you're not going to learn anything. No. But if you go in thinking that you are equal to everyone else, and just 
and again, not in an egotistical way, but just, just, and also to listen. You know, you learn more when you shut your mouth, Absolutely. and just find out about other people. It's not all about you, but it's just, oh, look at me, look at me. I mean, everyone loves talking about themselves, but it's just mm. as I've been doing for the last hour. <laughs> but, but it's just to listen. Yeah. But it isn't to find out because the world is incredibly rich. Everyone has stories. I love listening to stories. Yeah. So yeah. It's about, and and it's it's not about arrogance, that is it? It's about pride, pride in yourself, and and confidence yeah. that you have just a just a much right being in in that room as anyone else. Absolutely, completely agree. Cool. Brilliant, man. Well, thank you very much. So, Simon, give us uh, the lowdown on how people can connect with you, find more about you. Right. Um, we go to simonjordan.com. I'm sure the links will be on this anyway. Yeah, they will be on the show notes. That's, that's my brand box website, and you'll see all the various different services and the blogs and uh, all the other gubbins on there. So that's simonjordan.com. Um, one Planet on Place is one planet oneplace.com find it on facebook as well uh, facebook.com forward slash one planet on place instagram at the simon jordan twitter at the simon jordan um and there you go so brilliant yeah but if but if you want to connect with me personally you know if you want to send me a personal email it's all the links are on the site and i will answer personally i've got a pa but i will answer take the time to answer yeah it might be from it might be from thirty thousand feet in the air as you deal with <laughs> Something well, else. Saying that, saying that I am going to Everest Base Camp this year. Oh, very so, good. That's me. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah. I've had a client who's just come back. So get good leg muscles. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's the altitude sickness that gets most. Yeah, well, I've got friends who just come back from Killy. Actually, a friend of mine, the guide who's taking up, a guy called Darren Hunt, uh, runs okay. mountains in mind. He's the guide, and my brother did Killy last year. I was going to do it with him, but I was in France, and right. we were building the business from the. But yeah, altitude sickness is the one. You could be incredibly fit, but you yeah. never know who it's going to tackle. So I'll do all that training, and who knows what I'm going to be like when I'm up there. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, I know, I know. Well, Simon, it's been an absolute privilege having you on your show. It's lovely to catch up, and I just want to wish you the greatest success. And to you, my friend, and all the best. And to all the people listening to this, thank you very much for listening to my dulcet tones. Um, hope I've imparted some kind of wisdom. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, follow Jeff. He's, you know, he is a really lovely guy. I love him to bits, so... Yeah. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Greatly appreciate it, Simon. Look after yourself. Take care. Bye. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to, to suggest that we have on the show, or perhaps you want to give me feedback of, uh, of what you think about the show, then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk. I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better. So if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life, then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.